Good morning. Almost a quarter century since that chance meeting in a Sydney pub, Australian-born Mary Donaldson has completed her transformation from commoner to queen. 150,000 well-wishers packed the grounds of Copenhagen's Christiansborg Castle to welcome Denmark's new king and queen. A moment in history for Danes and Australians. A new Danish reign sealed with a kiss. and a glimpse into the future. Streets lined by a sea of red flags ready to witness history. Queen Margareta II leaving Christiansborg Palace flanked by royal guards, preparing for the final act of her reign. A dignified handover fit for the 83-year-old monarch, the longest reigning in Europe. The Danish Queen the first to sign the Declaration of Abdication in over 900 years. The stroke of a pen ending her five-decade reign and ushering in a new era, her son becoming King Frederick X. Meanwhile outside, crowds braved the cold to catch the first glimpse of the new monarch. On the hour, the doors of the Christiansborg Palace balcony swung open, a cheer erupting from the crowd as outstepped their new king. Danish Prime Minister Mette Frederiksen giving the proclamation, welcomed by the Danish people with open arms. Before King Frederick addressed his people for the first time and revealing the new royal motto, united, committed for the Kingdom of Denmark, and then joined by his Queen, our Mary. The Aussie-born royal wearing a white dress adorned with the royal order of Queen Margareta. The royal couple joined by the new crown prince before sealing their accession with a kiss, sending the already excited crowd into a frenzy. The king and queen all smiled as they travelled back home to the Amalienborg Palace, waving to well-wishers, hundreds of thousands lining the streets, some taking to rooftops to be a part of history. So a spectacular day across Copenhagen, capped off this evening by the biggest ever fireworks display over the Danish capital from the Tivoli Gardens. A great way to end what has been a big day for this country and also for this family. Frederick, Mary and their four teenage children spending the night back here at Amadienborg Palace. Life's going to change for all of them in the days, weeks and years ahead. He worked for there for us in Copenhagen. Foreign Minister Penny Wong has departed for Israel as Middle East tensions reach new heights. While she says Australia isn't a central player in the region, she hopes to advocate for a pathway out of the conflict. Here's Ashley Mullaney. Penny Wong's visit to Israel will be the first by an Australian foreign minister since 2016 and comes at a time of rising tension in the Middle East. Senator Wong departed Adelaide this morning, first stop Jordan for high-level meetings, then Israel. She'll be meeting with her Israeli counterparts and survivors of the October 7 Hamas attack, although it's understood she will not be visiting the border towns where the atrocities were carried out. She will also be visiting Palestinians in the West Bank and as war continues in Gaza, she says this trip will be about advocating for a pathway out of the conflict. I will be focusing. Focusing on advocating 
Australia's position, uh, our priority on international humanitarian assistance, our priority on international humanitarian law. Senator Wong's visit comes as Israel marks 100 days since the Hamas attacks. Israel pleading for Australian and international support to get more than 100 hostages still being held captive safely home. The challenge for the West containing this conflict. The UK saying today it is not ruling out further joint strikes with the US on Yemen's Houthis that have continue to strike ships in the Red Sea. Sydney has suffered another summer soaking, the wet weather causing chaos on roads and cutting off power to homes in the northern suburbs. As Angelique Opie reports, experts warn it's just the start of what's to come. Well, good morning. Sydney had quite the drenching overnight. Some suburbs are expected to hit 100 millimetres of rain in the past 24 hours. Terry Hills reported 86 millimetres of rain. At Richmond, 83. At Sydney Olympic Park, 43. Penrith, 40. And at Sydney, CBD, 32. These recordings at 8am this morning. Now, overnight, there were significant power outages at suburbs including Avalon on Sydney's northern beaches. And one truck driver was actually caught in wet weather on Lane Cove Road at West Pimble. It jackknifed. Luckily, that truck driver walked away unscathed. But delays are expected to continue for the rest of the day. The Weather Bureau says there is more rain to come, so drivers are being urged to keep an eye out on traffic updates as they Despite growing community concerns about Australia Day, new polling shows most Australians still want to celebrate on January 26. We're live to Canberra and political reporter Rob Scott. Rob, talk us through the results. Well, Chris, more than 1,000 people were surveyed by the Institute of Public Affairs and the poll found less than one in five Australians want to change the date of our national day. The majority, that's 63%, want to keep Australia Day on January 26. The only group it was controversial among was 18 to 24-year-olds with just 42% approving of the date. The greatest support came from those over 55, with 71% saying the date should stay the same. Now, these results come after Peter Dutton was accused of stoking a culture war when he called for a boycott of Woolworths stores for axing Australia Day merchandise. Early this morning, that was taken to the absolute extreme, with a Woolies store in Brisbane targeted, with reports a flare was set off inside and pro-Australia Day graffiti sprayed on the walls. Now, while not condoning those actions, the opposition says the results of this poll should put an end to any debate around the public holiday. What it does is put to bed any sort of conjecture that we shouldn't just celebrate and be proud of our national day. Controversy around Australia Day kicked up a notch earlier this month when it was revealed more than 80 local councils across the country had chosen to dump their traditional Australia Day citizenship ceremonies. Despite that, the government says it has no plans to change the date. Chris. Rob Scott, live for us there in Canberra. Thank you.